Welcome to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. We interview great guests who inspire you to overcome obstacles and achieve your goals. Be sure you visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com. While you're there, subscribe to us via your favorite network. Now, just relax as you listen. You can do something else, but be ready to make an important note. And let's get started. The title of this interview is How to Live a Miraculous Life. Art Geyser is an internationally renowned NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming trainer, executive coach, leadership consultant, intuitive, clairvoyant, remote energy worker, and healer. He is the creator of Energetic NLP, a special blend of NLP, spiritual principles, and transformative energy work. He is known for his humor and caring, powerful, remote energy work. Art releases people from the spiritual cages created by unconscious, energetic, and spiritual blocks and helps them open up their miraculous spiritual abilities and live a fulfilled, happy, and successful life. And that's what I'm talking about. Welcome, Art. Well, it's great. As you and I were saying earlier, it's great we've we've internet connected before, but for some we've really had a conversation. So this is great. Fantastic. I really appreciate we've been like Facebook friends like five, six years. You know, we've had our conversations. Then this is our first meeting. And I really appreciate it because well, as I just described, what what he does professionally I'm about as an amateur. <laughs> I mean, I love, I mean, I'm a, you know, yes, I'm a nilper, I'm a coach, but I'm a, I'm a very spiritual person. And he really he incorporates that professionally, marries those two. And uh, that excites me. And I really want to learn more from the horse's mouth, uh, respectfully, <laughs> what that's about. So you have a very varied background. I love that. So do I. Uh, and you bring all of that experience into your work. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So, Ever since I was actually really young, as, as far back as I can remember, I was interested in science. I wanted to be a scientist when I grew up and um, read these Tom Swift books, which probably almost nobody's heard of anymore, but he was this young scientist inventor. But I also was attracted to the powers of the unconscious mind and the mystical. And so over my career, I for 11 years, I managed a research lab for the University of California Medical School in San Francisco. We were studying the effects of estrogen and progesterone in the tissues in a woman's body. And we weren't really using this term at the time, but it's now what people call epigenetics. And probably a number of people have heard of that. And uh, I've been an NLP trainer since 1985. And for people who don't know what NLP is, it stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. And even if you've never heard of it, you've heard of the most famous person in our field, who is Tony Robbins. And he has his own way of doing things. But the core of his power to transform people's lives comes from his training in NLP. And then I combine that with spiritual principles, transformative and healing energy work. I also work with Fortune 50 companies. I'm creating extraordinary leaders and teams and doing executive coaching there. So I, I try to bring, I'm both kind of out there and very practical at the same time. I like to tell people I'm, That's I'm cool. woo-woo without the woo-woo. <laughs> that is cool. Now, what precisely is energetic NLP? So 
let me start by explaining what what regular or what NLP is. Okay. So NLP, uh, a lot of people, even who do NLP, in my opinion, don't know what it is. Uh, um, they'll do the techniques from NLP and they'll think that's NLP. The people who started NLP were interested in how do you figure out a person's internal subjective experience? So we're affected by the real world, by actual events. But what really matters is what's going on inside of our brain, the interpretation of events. Was that person polite? Were they rude? Did they respect me? Did they, you know, do they love me? Do they care about me? And all of these meanings we make. And they were curious about, could we, how could you get to like, what's the person's internal reality? And where does that ver internal reality create success and work for them? And where does it create problems? And then how do you change that internal reality where it causes problems? And out of that has come a number of techniques. But the real key of, of NLP is trying to figure out what is going on inside a person's mind that creates their emotions, their thoughts, what they can do, what they can't do, and even a lot of abilities. So like if, if you want to learn to snowboard, um, you can, I, well, I guess this time of year I should go um, when to surf, but um, you could go to somebody who would teach you how to move your body like a surfer or like a snowboarder. An NLP person would tell you, teach you how to think like a surfer, think like a snowboarder. And, and it makes all the difference in the world. And they discovered with NLP, you could rapidly change limiting beliefs. You could almost miraculously change phobias and, and, and a lot of amazing changes. But what it wasn't taking into account is the spiritual dimension. And what it wasn't taking into account was both its strength and its weakness. So in NLP, you treat everything that's going inside of you as being internally generated experience. But those of us who are into energy work would go, that's not true. You can feel an emotion that's not your emotion. You can pick up emotional energy from other people. You can pick up their thoughts, you know, and not I don't mean consciously, but they get integrated into their programming, their thoughts. I mean, our parents start programming us when we're in the womb. They don't know they're doing it, but they were programmed to do it. So we're getting all this ancestral programming right. in other people's energy. A very simple example is laughter. Yeah. Someone laughs, soon enough, someone else is laughing yeah. almost instantly. And that's a, that's a very simple example. Yeah, one of my favorites is, you know, a lot of people who go, oh, I don't believe in all that energy stuff. And then they'll, they'll go to a sporting event. The energy of the crowd was so incredible. Right. You know? and, but I don't believe in energy. Right, right. I don't believe in energy. But the energy was awesome. <laughs> I, I do a lot of work in the UK and I always laugh. At, it'd be the same here with American football, with, with soccer, with European football. You know, go by a pub if it's a big game and it's packed with people watching the screen. And you know that half of them have a TV every bit as big at home. But, you know, but why are they doing it together? Because of the energy, the energy of the crowd. It, it's why... Uh, have you ever seen like a scary movie in a the theater and then you see it at home and it's like, you know, you're going, why was that so scary? Or why was that so funny? Right. It's because we pick up on the energies. So about this, the same time I started studying NLP, because this was in uh, Marin County, north of San Francisco, there were a lot of people in the group who were into energy work and healing and, and they started teaching me things. And I realized there were some things that I could do better with NLP, some things I could do better with spiritual principles, some things I could do better with energetic work. And I started weaving them together. And that, that was the birth of energetic NLP. You know, you described earlier, you know, 
about NLP and to me, what you describe with the presuppositions of NLP, which I think are the most important part. You know, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, meta. Yeah. That's the meta. From there, yeah. everything is like, you know, grows or tentacles. When you have the curiosity, when you have the non-judgment, which quite frankly, and I'm, and I, you know, I, I haven't been certified in all that long ago. I've been into NLP since yeah. the 90s. I see a lot of NLP, NLP practitioners casting judgment, not curious. <laughs> and I'm like, didn't, I don't think you got this, man. It's all about <laughs> curiosity and realizing that everyone's doing the best they can with the resource, resources that they have. Uh, you know, it's, but exactly. Uh, and it, it, when you have that, it's so easy to not come down on person and then, you know, and possibly, dare I say, empathize with them or, or be available to help them should they want or ask for that. You know, imagine that radical thinking. Right. <laughs> well, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and I studied with all the developers of NLP and a couple of them became my mentors. And, um, you know, particularly in the early days, the gold standard in NLP was conversational NLP so that people didn't think a technique was happening. I mean, one of my mentors, uh, Leslie Cameron Bandler, was amazing. Wow. She could be just talking to somebody and all of a sudden they, and their lives would be different and better. And, and it wasn't like doing something sneaky against them. I mean, she would know what they wanted. And when you make it conversational, then it gets built in. And I've had NLP people go, well, you know, I love the, the talk you gave or the workshop, but where was the NLP? And I'll go, pretty much every sentence I said. <laughs> you mentioned her. Uh, now, she is one of the lesser known of the original crew, but yeah. I have such great reverence for her, you know, as a therapist uh, and an early nilper. She is really, you know, remarkable. She retired from NLP back in 85. So most people aren't familiar with her anymore. But uh, right. she was, I mean, all the developers of, of NLP had different strengths and weaknesses. And, um, uh, but yeah, she was phenomenal. I remember when I was first studying with her, sometimes I'd see somebody change and I'd be thinking, what, what happens? You know, I mean, I could see they were different and I would talk to them later. And um, um, like one woman, she couldn't stop eating chocolates and all of a sudden, not a problem. Yeah. You know, and and I, you know, I'm watching the work and be, but what happened? And she goes, well, I can't tell you, but it, I, and they don't you, have a hold on me anymore. And when you witness it, either, either as the, you know, the intervener mm -hmm. uh, or just as a witness, it's, it's really a wonderful, remarkable experience just from that. Like, wow, look, look at this change that occurred seamlessly, organically, yeah. wonderfully, you know, you know, just matter of factly. It's one, I love it. It's one of the greatest things I get from Absolutely. being a <laughs> and, and one of the things that we look at in NLP is how people internally structure time, which affects everything in your life. And before Leslie was my mentor, so she didn't know me that well. I was one of like 60 people in a workshop. And I remember it was November and there was something I was planning on doing in February. And like I said, I'm just one of 60 people in this class. And, I, and I'm just talking to her, I go, yeah, I'm planning to do that. And she goes, oh, in February? And like, how did you know that? And she goes, well, your eyes were focused here and that's where you put February. I'm going, holy. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's oh, that's the kind of stuff that really, wow, when I heard about it, yeah, you know, yeah I want to do more of that. <laughs>
Okay, let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsor, and we, we'll be right back with Art Geisman. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. People start something, then something comes up, or they need a break or even a vacation, and they often never get back on track. Perficio is designed to allow all of this. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can live your life as you learn and make progress toward your life-changing goals. You're listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with Art Geyser, and I'm going to ask him, how is it different than NLP, energetic NLP? Well, so like I say, I mean, NLP itself is incredible at a lot of things, but um, but again, because it assumes that the everything is coming from either your unconscious or conscious mind, it misses a whole huge area. So one area it misses is the area of karma. So we're in NLP, we're not looking at because sometimes you do great work with people, but it just keeps getting taken apart or something doesn't work. Sometimes it's karma. Sometimes it's what are called spiritual contracts. Sometimes it's other people's energy in their energy field. So there's a process you may be familiar with, Tony, and NLP, where you work with different parts of the unconscious mind that are opposed, and, the, and you get them in alignment. Right. Well, the assumption is that it's all really your unconscious mind. And what I discovered is if we drained energy out of the, uh, out of the parts that wasn't really the person's energy, it changed everything. Some of the parts disappeared, and some of them just radically changed. So when, the, when you when you integrated them, when you got them working together, it was a completely different result because otherwise you're integrating what isn't really the person. And for people that are new to energy work, it can seem a little creepy at first to go, there's other people's energy in me affecting me. And um, I can, I, I empathize with that, but it, it's just the human condition. And there was a time when people thought it was creepy that we had an unconscious mind that was programmed. And I guess you can look at it as creepy, but that's just the way we work. Well, in the same way, we have these energies and they affect us. And the, the good news is it's actually pretty easy to clear the energy once you know how to do it. So it's nothing to be afraid of. And those people I meet sometimes, they go, oh, that, that freaks me out that I have other people's energy. And I go, well, I understand that. And your choice is either to start experimenting with it and get the benefits or... Um, have the, the negative effects from it. You know, so whether you're freaked out or not, it's going on. <laughs> you know, we're talking about personal develop, you, development. You've mentioned yeah. some fig, key figures, Tony Robbins, Leslie yeah. Cameron Bandler. Uh, and now we're talking about energy work precisely. Uh, and, and, but, I, but a key word or concept that you mentioned is karma. And I bring that up and tying this together is that really to me, and as I practice this, karma I find is personal development. I make decisions considering karma. I'm like, oh, I want to do that. Or say, wait, what about my karma if I do that? And I say, well, that's not a good thing to do. Just thinking about my karma. You know, I don't want that bad shit to come back at me. <laughs> I don't want, if I'm thinking that way, I'm setting up a, a poor future or a, a karma, a karmic um, uh, boomerang, if you will, you know, so I, there are all different ways to yeah. improve the self. And when you talk about energies that may not be your own, 
and dealing with them. That's self-improvement. Yes. Nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, and the, there's a lot of different theories about karma. And um, when, I, when I teach classes, I always tell people, I make them take a pledge at the beginning not to believe anything I, I tell them. And, and I really mean it. I go, I just want you to consider what I'm saying. Mm, yes. um, and it's one of the things that's unique about energetic NLP. We don't tell you what to believe. We tell you what to explore. And then the goal is always that people connect more with their own inner wisdom and their own spiritual information. And for me, the at least um, I made up a term, beliefs du jour. My belief, like soup du jour, this is what I believe today. Um, so I like the, the Dalai Lama's approach to karma as I understand it. And he has a great book, The Universe and the Single Atom. And one of the things he talks about is karma. And, it, and in Tibetan Buddhism, karma doesn't exactly boomerang in the way they look at it. Um, I mean, it does, but it's not to them reward and punishment. It's just everything you do has effects, which I think is what you meant, yeah. uh, too. Um, but a lot of people listening, a lot of people see this reward and punishment. And, th and there are theories of karma that look at it that way. But then the Dalai Lama's way is just everything you do and think has effects. And those effects ripple through time. It's as simple as that. Um, it isn't that you're being rewarded or punished, but things have effects. So um, if you stuff yourself to the gills with food, you're not being punished if your stomach hurts later. It's just what happened. You know, it's just an effect. Um, only these go through time. But the good news about karma is they can, it, karma can be ended. You don't have to keep acting out of karma either from this lifetime or past lifetimes. And for people who are going, oh, I don't think I believe in past lifetimes. You know, who knows what the truth is about past lifetimes? And, it, and there's a lot of different theories about how that works. But uh, everybody I know who does a lot of energy work, you find energy from other lifetimes in people's energy fields. So why it's there is an interesting spiritual philosophical question. Were they that person? What, what does that mean? You know, I have, my, I have my own thoughts about that. But again, I'm, I'm very pragmatic. All I know is that I'll work with people. They have energy from another lifetime in their energy field that's negatively impacting this lifetime. So we clear those energies and clear the karma connected to it. And I just don't worry too much about what does it ultimately mean. I mean, I, I like to think about that, but in my work, it's like, um, it's sort of like um, if you had a broken finger, you know, and you weren't sure how it happened, you could argue forever about how it happened, but the most important thing is to take care of it. And, and that's the way I deal with energies. It's like, well, however it got there, it's there. Yeah. And, and it's not helpful. So let's work on it. Let's clear it. You know, if I can compliment that, you know, I, I consider myself a Christian, but uh, mm -hmm. one of those dangerous open-minded ones. Uh -oh. uh, and I actually, I believe in reincarnation because it makes sense to me. You know, that's why I believe it because it makes sense. Uh, and I've had experiences such as I was down in Central America, scuba diving the cenotes, the underground caves down there, caverns. And I, was, I visited Tulum which is a Mayan ruin on the water. And, mm. I, and, I, and I was on tour and I fainted. But I didn't lose consciousness. I just laid there on the ground and I saw it all as it was. Wow. <laughs> all um. as it was. And I couldn't get up. I had no strength and I couldn't talk, but I saw it all, right? And, and then later on, uh, a few days later, we were 
riding quads uh, around the almost uh -huh. the jungle, not quite in, you know, not quite in inland in the jungle. But it popped in my head that there's something in there that I got to find, something over there that I got to find. I have no idea what it is, uh -huh. but I got to get down there sometime and go find it. Uh, but I've been to Rome, and when I came back, I, I decorated my living room as ancient Rome. I was into <laughs> Greek mythology as a Catholic boy, uh, and then down, you know, this Mexico. So I believe, you know, I believe I was a Mayan 1500 years ago, a Roman 2000 yeah. years ago, a Greek 2500 years ago. I have absolutely no proof. These are just inclinations. Yeah. But there's, and that's not, and those are that's just my anecdotes. But the reason I tell you why, you know, and if I, you know, and this is a slight digression, but it's, it's entertaining, so that's, that's why I include it. Um, the reason why I believe, I believe in reincarnation is that I see the terrible injustices of this world, and we're surrounded by injustice. Uh, and I believe that the, the universe is self-organizing, and it wouldn't allow injustice to exist like that, even though you know, we make the meaning of it. But I mm -hmm. believe that you know, when, when young people or child you know, suffer and die early, that the I, universe I, is going to correct that. All right, and that and this there are things that we can't see, understand, fathom, or know that are going on, and maybe later on we get a better understanding of them. That's that's why I believe it in reincarnation, and I still like I still like Jesus Christ. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> well, you know, there were Jewish groups and Christian groups that believed in reincarnation. So I mean, it, it isn't just like Hindus, Buddhists. There were. You know, at the time of Jesus and before, there were some Jewish sects believed in reincarnation, some Christian sects believed in reincarnation. So it's not incompatible with Christianity. I don't find it incompatible. I, all I, uh, the only prerequisite to me is, is an open mind. That's all. Yeah. That's it. Nothing else. Right. <laughs> you know, my, and my beliefs are, are, you know, relatively fluid. You know, uh, you know, I'm not that, you know, I'm easily led. Uh, I think that's one of the problems we have today is a lot of <laughs> right. gullibility and, and, you know, confirmation, confirmation biasness, you know, and I'm as human as anybody else. Don't get me wrong. I'm in, I'm in the soup like everyone else. But, you know, uh, what I believe today, I, I could find tomorrow, you know, is not so believable anymore. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's, it's uh, you know, I, I call it being openly skeptical. You know, it's like, I don't, I'm not a pushover, but yeah, I'll consider different ideas. And um, I mean, I remember when I thought reincarnation was ridiculous. And um, in fact, the first time I ever really personally encountered the idea, when I, my, my legal name is Arthur, you know, so Knights of the Round Table. But I, when I was a kid, I didn't connect it. But when I was about four, I think, I, I couldn't have been more than five. Um, two different people gave me for my birthday little sets of nights. And I don't know if they coordinated or not. And they were my favorite toys for years. And people would sometimes tell me that um, uh, the way I would stand and do things. And I had this, I had a lot of kind of night-like ways of thinking and people would mention it. And um, uh, the first time somebody did a past life reading on me and he did a great psychic reading on me. And then he goes, now let's look at past lives. And I'm thinking, Oh, brother, because I didn't believe in past lives. And then he goes, you were a knight. And my whole body went stiff. And I was studying NLP, so I asked my unconscious mind, I went, is that true? And I heard, yes. <laughs> so who knows, right? <laughs> but, you, I, but I felt a whole reaction in my body when he said Do you it. know who John Petroselli is? 
don't think so. He's a hypnotist from this area, hypnotherapist, been at it 40 years. Okay. So, you know, been around and he's done a lot of work, a lot of contributions. Uh, I talk with him. I like the guy very much. Got a very good relationship. He says that regression therapy is where it's at. You know, that's where it's, that's where he, that's where he goes. I mean, you know, yeah. whatever, because getting, going back to those roots, going back to those, the things that are not in the conscious mind that are yeah. from long ago, that's where it's at. Correcting things that, you know, doing what you got to do there. Yeah, it can be hugely important. I mean, and like I say, whether you were that person, just somehow you're connected with them. Who knows? All I know is when you, when you release the energies, the person's life changes and gets better and more authentic. When I first began working on Proficio, which is this automated self-help coach that I created, launching mm -hmm. next month in July, in July finally, Ooh, after working exciting. on it since 2014, one of the wow. primary, you know, I, I'm, an, I'm an NLP practitioner. I'm a NILPRA. I'm an NLP coach. And, and uh, you know, and as controversial as NLP is, and it's very controversial, it's always been, I, I think, I, found, I have found that in coaching is extremely effective. <laughs> I mean, I mean, unbelievably. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this, I can't believe the results I've gotten with this client, you know. Anyway, so one of the things that we get into at NLP is, is um, beliefs, uh, uh, limiting beliefs, our right? beliefs that don't mm -hmm. serve you, beliefs that get in the way, beliefs that, you know, uh, you know, cause you, that circumscribe you. And uh, I, I got into that. I, one of the things I got into at Proficio yeah. is getting into limiting beliefs, getting them people to change that. Now, it's huge. it's huge. Now, you with energy work, mm -hmm. I thought you there's probably numerous levels <laughs> of getting into limiting beliefs with energy work. Oh, it's limiting beliefs are my favorite thing to work with. Well, well, look at that. I did not know that. I just, yeah. I just kind of uh, sensed, you know, it came together yeah. organically. And you can do it either, you know, through an NLP or consciously, or sometimes you can just do it energetically. And um, yeah, I mean. Can you, can you talk about it energetically? Can you? Give us a oh, well, everything, everything has a structure. So NLP looks at the psychological structure of, of, of a belief, including how you, so, you know, people talk about visualization, but NLP gets in a lot more detail, the, the structure of internal dialogue and visualization and more, and how you structure beliefs. So you can do it by working that way. You can do it sometimes just uh, conversationally. And you can do it energetically because beliefs have an energy, everything has energy and beliefs have a structure and um, you can change the structure of it if, if the person's open to it. I mean, it's not about mind control. It's like if somebody tells me they have a limiting belief they want to change, often I, I can change it energetically. And if not, then I go into an NLP mode. <laughs> um, how, how is it, you know, let's take a quick moment to hear from our sponsor yeah. and we'll be right back. Okay, so right. A, quick, a quick word from our sponsor. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perphysio. Poor finances are the leading cause of stress, divorce, and general troubles. Financial managers, coaches, and consultants are great, but responsibility rests with you. There are new answers. Visit www.perphysio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O, where you can truly learn the foundational attitudes and methods of accruing wealth and staying wealthy.
You're all listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with Art Geyser. We're talking about energetic NLP and other great things. Art, how, how is energetic NLP different from other energy systems? And, you know, I'll start off by saying there's a lot of great energy systems. And there are some very unique parts in energetic NLP. One part, again, is the whole belief du jour thing. Um, yeah, I, I don't know about you. I don't like going to workshops and people tell me, this is what you should believe. This is exactly how it is. Your chakra is supposed to look like this. And it's supposed to move like that. And I shouldn't say it in that voice. I mean, people do good work that way. But where they get stuck then is they think it's some kind of absolute truth. And so for instance, people, particularly in the West, we tend to describe chakras like vortexes that come out. Well, some of the Eastern traditions say, no, the chakra is in a central channel called the shishumna near your spine, and it doesn't go out, it goes up. It has petals, and that each one has different petals and they do things. So it's like, well, is it a vortex? Is it like a flower going up? My, my opinion is, um, did you know the old uh, story, the, the blind men and the elephant? Uh, I think, uh, no, no, why don't you, why don't you, uh, no, convey, convey. I'll tell the super short version. The yes, six please. blind men um, come upon an elephant and each one of them grabs a different part of an elephant and they get in an argument because one grabs the ear and goes, it's like a gigantic leaf. And one grabs the leg and goes, you're insane. It's like a tree. Another touches the, the side of it and goes, what's wrong with you guys? It's like a wall. And so they're all grabbing different parts of the elephant and they end up getting in a fight and splitting up. And the point of the story is if they'd have put it all together, they'd have had a pretty good idea what an elephant was, but each one of them thought they were seeing the entire truth. What? Well, I think that's what happens in spirituality and energy work. So when I look at chakras, they don't look like either of those descriptions. I see them as these multidimensional dynamic balls of energy. Well, it's a little hard to work with that. So it's helpful, just like in science, you create models of things. So if you picture, and so I can, I can see somebody's chakras as vortexes going out. I can see them as flowers going up. But however you see them has different strengths and limitations. So when I teach people, I go, don't get hung up in thinking one way of thinking about it is the ultimate way. You want to have the flexibility of going between models and, and even going beyond the models, which is my favorite. Because um, I can say... Yeah, go ahead. By the way, was that the story about the uh, blind man and the elephants? Is that what uh, uh, Steve Andreas was referring to with his books? He, about I think he, he wrote some books about blind men and elephants. Is that what he was talking about? Um, now, while I have studied with Steve and read some of his books, I'm not remembering him referencing that, but but I'm sure it was. If he's <laughs> yeah, but uh, the, the he, point is, is that you know we uh, we, we what we perceive we tend to use as an explanation for the whole. Yeah, we make it an ultimate truth. Right. And, and your chakra should look like this, and it should spin like this, and it should be this color. And I just don't see it that way. Um, and so I encourage people, like, let go of what I call, and I'm not trying to criticize those people, but to me, it's spiritual arrogance. It's like, when you believe you're right, like anything in life, you, you calcify. When you, and, and so, I, again, I go, well, my belief du jour is it's like this. And, and to me, like, 10 years from now, if we're doing another of these podcasts, 
And I was saying exactly what I was saying now. And I was understanding it exactly the same way. I would find that depressing and be like, well, what have I been doing for 10 years? Um, it, it's like if you look at some of the old truisms, like the truth will set you free. When I was young, I thought that was just kind of a, yeah, right. And the older I get, the more I realize that's a really complex concept, depending on how you want to look at it. And, um, and so to me, it's, it's the, the joy of continual exploration, the joy of keeping evolving ideas, rather than the security of knowing you're right. So one of the differences in, in energetic NLP is we're not trying to be right. So when I teach people to read other people's energy, you know, I, I tell them this is a no truth zone. You're not allowed people to tell people the truth. You just tell them, this is what I perceive. This is what I think it means. And that way you can do a lot of harm with somebody in the psychic reading. If, you, if you're coming from that you're right, because you're not always gonna be right. And if you're right enough of the time, the person will start believing you. And, and, and they'll lose track of their own truth. But if you go, well, this is what I'm perceiving. This is what I think it means. You know, how do you respond to that? You're empowering them and you're, you keep getting them in touch with their own spirit and their own inner wisdom, uh, rather than being the authority who's telling you the truth. The only time I violate that, every now and then I'll get a message from somebody that's so strong, and, you know, and, and like what I'm getting is, you know, they need to hear this this way, right? So a simple example, this woman was telling me, a friend of mine, that um, her ex-husband, she goes, hey, I think there's something up with him. I should probably go see a lawyer. I think I'll do that in a couple of weeks. And I went, no, tomorrow. And not the lawyer you're thinking of. You need to get a really tough lawyer and, and tomorrow. And she goes, well, yeah, I'm really busy. I go, no, tomorrow. And, you know, a couple of days later, she called me and went, yeah, you were right, you know, he was up, my husband was up to something, so I was prepared. <laughs> um, so, you know, occasionally I'll get a message that's that strong, but normally I'll just go, this is, well, from an NLP perspective, no matter how good I am at reading energy and channeling information, it's coming through me. So it's got to get distorted a little bit, a little bit to a lot. So in the people, so in energetic NLP, we're not trying to be right. We just go, this is what I, what I'm getting and this is what I think it means and when we're healing people what's really different about it is we put their spirit and their inner human wisdom in charge so when I work with people it's not me fixing them the way I think they need to be fixed I feel like their spirit and their inner wisdom are telling me what to do and that's what I do there's a bit of a detour now with Proficio our premier course is the way to wealth a financial course Money, in society, yeah. money is a pretty useful thing. Right? Hey, no matter how spiritual absolutely. you are, right? Now, how money does... Spiritual. <laughs> well, that's my question. I mean, how does energetic NLP uh, fit or relate into money and wealth and, and that kind of success? Yeah, and, and I have programs on that too. And um, very much because if you're, if you're energetically programmed in certain ways, it'll interfere with wealth. So, so for me... The first thing I try to do is to get people to look at money as just an energy. So, you know, if electricity gets turned off to your house, you know, through a storm or something, you don't go, I must be a bad person or I'm being punished or whatever. You just go, the power's off. And when it's back on, it doesn't make you a great. So 
I, I try to get them, I go, take all the meaning out of money. It isn't really attached to it. And then start approaching money in the way you want to approach it that's in alignment with your values and your principles. But just like you would treat, you know, uh, having an air conditioner or a heater, or, you know, it's just an energy you use. And then how you use it, you want to be integrity with whatever you believe. And, but that's where we start working with karma, what are called spiritual contracts, which are agreements, your spirit, soul, or conscious mind is made in this or other lifetimes that impact your uh, abundance now. I, I help people open up their energies that help build abundance. So I teach them to connect to that and, um, and all kinds of levels of, um, yeah, I mean, I don't wanna to get too complicated right now, but there's all kinds of ways of approaching it from the unconscious beliefs to energetic programming to karma. We, we look at all of that. That's very cool. And, you know, we're, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get really into it. We're going to talk more about, we're going to talk about some of the concepts, but I, you're going to, I hope you do. I'm going to ask you to uh, do a demonstration. Great. Uh, and uh, I, and I'm really looking forward to that. I'm, I think we'll probably have to give a warning that people don't drive with it. Absolutely. <laughs> right. But uh, I, this is, this is, I'm really looking forward to this. So okay. we're going to take a quick break. Uh, and then we'll come back and that'll be an extended segment because uh, I don't know how long, but it's going to be longer, probably longer than a 10 minute segment talking about some concepts and then doing this demonstration or this right. exercise. So let's take a quick break and we're going to come back with all that. Art Geyser. Thanks, Art. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perfizio. What if there was a self-improvement program truly personalized to you that knew and cared for you deeply? that whatever was going on in your life adapted for you perpetually. Visit www.perphysio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O.io, where you can start a program that will always suit you, considering all the pressures and nuances of your life. You are listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with Art Geyser. We're talking about energetic NLP, and now we're going to get into some two big things. First, let's talk about some of the unique concepts uh, and processes of energetic NLP. Okay, one that, so in energetic NLP, there's four things that we always do. One is you set intention. People are familiar with that. The second is giving permission because they don't automatically, I mean, somebody can desperately want something. It doesn't mean their unconscious mind and their energy field are giving permission for it. And permission is actually, there's something we call whole being permission, which is when your spirit, your soul, your conscious mind, your unconscious mind, and your body are all in alignment on something, and your karmic field will allow it, and your spiritual contracts will allow it. And that creates whole being permission. But just the first step of, of, being, of giving conscious permission is really important. And again, you might think because you want something that you, you're giving it conscious permission, not necessarily. So we always have intention, permission, and then um, the, the secret sauce is imagination. I, I discovered by accident years ago that, um, that my students were, they were trying to do it right and make sure it's working. And that slowed them down. And as soon as we started going, you know, we're not concerned about doing it right. We're not concerned about anything. We're just pretending. 
We're pretending we can work with energy. We're pretending it's happening. And the benefits they received in their, their abilities and their, the quality of their miraculous lives just skyrocketed. So there's always intention, permission, imagination. And let me just say, imagination doesn't mean you believe it. It just means you're pretending. So when you were a kid and pretended you were a, a cowboy or an astronaut or a dancer or whatever you pretended, um, the head of a you know, president or the head of a company, um, whatever you imagined, you knew it wasn't true at that moment. You're just imagining. So intention, permission, imagination. And the fourth thing is you put your miraculous self in charge of what happens. And I'll, I'll explain what that is in a minute. You let go of conscious control and put your miraculous self in charge. Miraculous self is a concept completely unique to energetic NLP. It is not your high self. Your high self is something that just exists. Your miraculous self is something that only kind of sort of exists until you start working with it. Think of it like a muscle in your body that you never use. So it kind of exists, but it's not functional. But when you start using it, it becomes functional. Wow, this, could be, this could be a revolution for the self. I mean, the, the is, part, yeah. part of the self or the self that's miraculous, yeah. which is to defy expectation or possibility, yeah. that's, you get into that, man, you can have some incredible results. Yeah, defy it or just go beyond it. Go beyond what's possible, be beyond expectations. And what it is, it's when your spirit and your deep inner human wisdom are closely aligned and working together, because often they're not. Anywhere where you're not fully happy with your life, they're definitely not. And people use the spirit to mean, word spirit to mean different things. What I mean is the higher frequencies of your non-physical self, higher frequencies of your non-physical self, higher not meaning superior, just meaning higher. And the higher in frequency you go into yourself, um, you know, at a certain level above that, you, you get into union with the divine and, you know, whatever that means to, to you. Um, but at the higher levels of what's still you, that part of your spirit has a vast awareness. It sees the big picture. It knows what you're doing in a body, what you're doing this lifetime. It knows how your lifetime fits into the unfolding of humanity and the development of humanity. Because my, my belief is that... Um, there are no extra people. You know, a, a, a drug addict in a gutter somewhere is part of the unfolding of humanity in a, in a way that I may not be able to understand, but they're as much a part of it as I am. There, there aren't extra people. The people I, I strongly disapprove of are as much a part of the unfolding of humanity as the people that I love. Um, and, but our spirit, its vast awareness it doesn't make it impractical, but it doesn't view practical the same way we do. So to your spirit, there's a lot of valid spiritual paths, a lot of which you won't enjoy. So to the spirit, abundance is a valid spiritual path, but so is scarcity. Love is a valid spiritual path, so is loneliness. So your spirit sees how all of that can have value. And in my opinion, the spirit is a lot like the perfect parent. Within limits, it's going whatever you want, dear. You want abundance? That's a valid spiritual path. You want scarcity? That's another valid spiritual path. And I'll, I'll love you and help you with whichever one you choose. Um, and you, 
but your deep inner human wisdom is just what it sounds like. It's human and it's in touch with your minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day life. So to your deep inner human wisdom, they may all be valid spiritual paths, but it's going, but I, I'd rather have abundance. I'd rather have love. I'd rather have health and vitality. So when your spirit and your deep inner human wisdom are working together, that forms the miraculous self. And it will, the more you work with it, the more it will guide you, nurture you, heal you, and support you, and help you manifest in life. So those are all unique concepts to energetic NLP and that that package of intention, permission, imagination, and miraculous self is key to everything we do in energetic NLP. It sounds not only intriguing, but the potential sounds off, yeah. off the chart. You know, it's just, you know, literally off the chart. Truly. You know? Yeah. <laughs> There's no limit. It's you know, by by yeah. being miraculous, you have you have taken limits off. It's, yeah. it's incredible. And that's the problem that we have, you know, basically we have limit, we put all these limits and we're so encapsulated or circumscribed by these things. Well, when we can go yeah. beyond that. Why wouldn't we? I mean, I'm not saying, you know, hedonism. I'm just saying, don't be, don't have, don't have shackles. Don't have restraints that are self-imposed. Yeah. Really. And the, and the thing is, when I say living a miraculous life, I don't mean this kind of new agey, nothing bad ever happens and I always get everything I want and everything I visualize happens just the way I wanted. Um, you know, that might be some people's spiritual path, but it's not many of ours. You know, um, the Dalai Lama talks about natural suffering and unnatural suffering. And natural suffering is we're in bodies, the people we love are in bodies, things happen. Um, unnatural suffering is the things we create through karma, programming, whether it's conscious or energetic, they didn't have to be there. And so the goal in energetic NLP is to keep um, having less and less unnatural suffering. And when we have the natural suffering to feel guided and supported and nurtured, even when uh, really hard things are going on. And I've been doing this for years. I can tell you from my student's experience and my own personal experience, it changes everything. No matter how bad something is, you feel this foundation underneath. You know that you're being guided, nurtured, and supported. The other thing about when I use the term miraculous life is you can't judge things second by second because we've all had the experience of things not working out, but later we realize that led to something else. So I know people, you know, two bad marriages and the third one is amazing, you know, and lasts 20, 30 years. So I mean, if, they, if the other marriages have worked, they'd have never had to find their true love kind of thing. So again, it, it's having a miraculous life is not some kind of new, you know, um, popularized new age kind of thing where, oh, I get everything I want. <laughs> um, but it is about overall being able to go, I have a fantastic life. And things happen for me, things just open up. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 how fantastic is that? And when things just open up, you know, uh, I, and, and listen, we can have surprises in life. Uh, what's better than good surprises? <laughs> Not bad surprises, good surprises, right? What's better than that? <laughs> well, I was talking about that in, in a clubhouse room earlier that um, I, I, I've worked with three consulting companies. Actually, I guess four. And all of them found me. I mean, 
In fact, two of them, and these were two different events. Um, I had met somebody through NLP and stuff and we had a consulting firm and two different times, like a, a year or so far, we're having dinner. And I thought they were just telling me about their business. And about halfway through dinner, both times I went, are you wanting me to work with you? And both times they look at me funny and go, well, yeah, what do you think we're talking about? And I went, I, I thought you were just telling me about your business. And both times I ended up working with them, and um, which was great. And then the third time again, this company found me and Leslie Cameron Bandler became my mentor. Um, I won't go through the whole story, but it was completely improbable. You know, I, and um, she had this high level research group that was all like trainers and people really experienced in NLP. And some of them knew me and thought I was a high potential new person. And they had an opening in the group and they go, there's this guy, our geyser. And he, you know, he hasn't even through his practitioner program yet, but we think he has a lot of potential and maybe be good to have somebody in the, in the group who's naive, you know, to have that different perspective. So next thing I know, every two weeks, I'm meeting with all these top people developing new parts of NLP and I'm not even through the basic course yet. You know, it's like, I okay. I think that was pretty telling. So we're gonna take we're gonna we're gonna take another break, and then we're gonna come back with we'll Fantastic Street. Uh, you're gonna you're going to do a, a powerful and easy energetic NLP process that the listeners can learn right now and open yeah. up uh, uh, more of their full potential with. So um, that'll be a little bit longer than the typical segment, uh, but we're gonna we're gonna save that a whole segment for that, and we're gonna we're coming back with that in a moment. A uh, quick break from our, here from our sponsor. This episode of Self-Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. How is your financial health? Are you ready for emergencies? What if you actually had in you the wisdom of Benjamin Franklin? There's a reason why his face is on the $100 bill. Visit www.perficio.io. That's P-E-R-F-I-C-I-O dot I-O. Where you can make certain that you're on the road to be financially independent no matter what happens. You are listening to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast with Art and Energetic NLP. And now he is going to take the listeners through an energetic NLP energy process. So Art, take it away, my man. Right. And this is one, um, I think I'll do one that, that people, if they like it, can, well, I'm sure they will, will keep doing it. So something that you they can keep doing. It's really simple. So you're going to There'll be intention, permission, you'll put your miraculous self in charge, and then you'll just pretend it's working. And later you'll know if it worked, but for right now, just pretend it's working. And one of the things we use a lot in energetic NLP that's not original to energetic NLP, um, it's more comes from NLP, is if you come up with a symbol or a metaphor for something, your unconscious mind and your, uh, your spirit and your miraculous self will do all these amazing things. Um, and the, the, the metaphor, the analogy doesn't even have to make any logical sense. So often I'll have people imagine energy magnets and they'll use it to clear their energy field. And of course, there isn't really a magnet out there. But when you pretend there's a magnet out there, your unconscious mind goes, oh, I know what that is. Magnets pull things to them. And your spirit goes, oh, I know what you want. And they just do it. How they do it doesn't even matter. You know, so... A kind of a fun one is energy vacuums. Great. So, and I think we, we should give yeah. uh, people a warning. Uh, oh, thank you. Yeah, okay, if so you're driving, go ahead, turn right. it off. Um, because, and also I'm gonna start running a lot of energies and 
you may or may not feel it, but these are energies in, by the way, it works on recording. I've been doing this 36 years, works on a recording. Um, the energies are designed to get you to go inward where it's easy to make deep changes, not how you wanna be when you're driving or cutting vegetables or <laughs> anything that requires safety. Right, so if you're operating machinery, don't listen to this part. Right. Listen to it later, come back and listen to this part later. But exactly. if you're not, listen to art. Yeah. And I'm gonna, be, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be right there with you. So the way to do this is bring out your playful inner child. If you were five years old and I told you to do this, you would do it amazingly well because you wouldn't go, am I doing it right? Or does this work? You just giggle and do it. So bring up the playful inner child and later you'll notice it. If not, if not, while it goes on. So I'm sure most of the people watching are familiar with the idea of seven quote unquote main chakras that are energy centers that go from the top of your head to the base of your spine. There's a lot more chakras or energy centers than those seven. There's a lot more in the body. There's very, very important ones in your energy field above your head, going up at least nine feet, three meters. And there's important ones below your feet, going down at least three feet, a meter. And consciously, you don't have to know anything about them or where they are, because your, your miraculous self is going to be in charge. And you can use your arm when you do this, or you, you can just picture it in your mind, or just pretend that you're picturing it. For those of you who don't visualize well, you can picture it, you can pretend you're picturing it, or you can just kind of use your arm off and I will. So pretend you have the, this vacuum tube that's hooked into the earth. Put your miraculous self in charge, set your intention that you're gonna clear energies out of your energy field that aren't yours and aren't helpful. So we're not going, are they positive or negative? They're either yours or they're not yours. If they're not yours, they're either helpful or not helpful. And just give permission for your miraculous self to figure all that out. And we're not trying to get all the energies at once, just whatever comes off easily. So you may at some point feel kind of a tug of war with the energies. Any energies that there's a tug of war with, just leave them alone. Um, only what comes off easily. So take your vacuum and imagine it can go up all the way up about nine feet above you. And with your miraculous self in charge, start vacuuming out all the chakras above your head, vacuuming out energy and programming that limits you from having a more miraculous life. And then just pretend it's happening. Like kind of like with a real vacuum, I imagine dust and stuff coming off. That's just because I have a cartoonish sensibility. And then the crown chakra is above the head and, and on top of the head. And a lot of programming and energy is right in your scalp. So letting your miraculous self be in charge, imagine you can take that vacuum and just any energy and programming that comes off easily, let it be pulled out of your scalp and your whole crown chakra. And chakras are just energy centers. And then there are chakras in your head, in the center of your head, in your forehead, in the back of your skull, and all around your head. So starting with inside your head, imagine you can vacuum out the center of your head, which is really the center of your brain, is what we're talking about. 
and there's a lot of energy channels in your head. Some of them are what are called telepathic channels and other people's thoughts get stuck in them. So just pretend you can vacuum them all out and vacuum out your forehead because there's several chakras in your forehead. And vacuum out the back of your skull and underneath where your neck comes into your skull, a lot of energy gets stuck in there. So just imagine you can vacuum it out. And then very, very gently, turn the vacuum down, very gently vacuum energies out of your eye sockets and eyes that aren't helpful, but very, very gently. A lot of energy gets stuck in our eyes. And do the same with your ears, and your inner ears, just really gently. Go along your teeth and gums and your jaws. A lot of energy gets stuck there, energy and tension. And the, the joints and the jaws before the vacuum them out. Gums, teeth, jaws. And gently start vacuuming out your throat from the base of your throat going up into your head. And that can include your vocal cords, your larynx, your esophagus. And the thymus gland is right under your neck in the center of your chest. Imagine you can vacuum it out. It has a chakra. And then vacuum out your heart chakra, which is in the center of your chest. Again, only what comes easily. And while you're there, vacuum out your physical heart of any energies that are in the cells of your heart that aren't helpful. And then go down your sternum to your solar plexus, below your sternum. There's a big chakra there, the solar plexus chakra, third chakra names for it. Give it a good vacuuming out. Go through your different internal organs and give them a good vacuuming. Your kidneys, your adrenal glands on top of your kidneys, your liver, your stomach, gallbladder, pancreas. And you don't have to know where all of those are. Your miraculous self knows. Go ahead and vacuum out your intestines. Your sexual organs. 
There's a big chakra underneath your navel. Vacuum it out. That's one of the places you can hold a lot of emotional energy from other people. Really vacuum it out. Let's go back up to the lungs. A lot of emotional energy can get stored in the lungs, particularly grief. So gently and effectively vacuum out your lungs, particularly pulling out grief. A lot of it will be from other people, other lives. Go ahead and vacuum down your spine. There's energy channels that spiral around your spine. And then in front of your spine, there's something called the Shishumna, a vertical energy channel. And again, your miraculous self knows where they are. Just imagine the whole area around your spine is getting vacuumed out. And then you your sacrum and the base of your spine, there's chakras there. Give it a good vacuuming. Vacuum your hip joints. You can have two vacuums now if you want. Get the hip joints. And go. Vacuum down the legs because there's energy channels in the legs. Big chakras in your knees. And including underneath your knees. Vacuum down the energy channels in your calves. And there's energy channels and chakras in your ankle, your feet, your toes, the soles of your feet. Give them a nice vacuuming now. There are at least three major chakras in your energy field below your feet. Again, your miraculous self knows where they are, so vacuum those out. And your energy field is in you and around you in all directions. So just imagine the vacuums running around, cleaning your entire energy field in front of you, above you, behind you, below you, left, right. Now, you never want to just clear your energy. In the words of Aristotle, nature abhors a vacuum, which means if you leave a space, something will fill it. So it isn't just that other people's energy is in your energy field. You leave your energy in other people's energy field, and you leave it in places. Uh, you can leave it in your car, on buses, trains, where you work. Um, you leave it in the past. You stick some of it in the future. Imagine a gold ball of energy above your head and give your miraculous self permission to retrieve your energy from wherever you've scattered it and to magnetically pull that energy into that gold ball. And the energy gets cleaned up and made sparkling. And if 
and your miraculous self will inspect it, if it's not truly authentically your energy, it gets sent down into the earth to be recycled. If it is your essence, your true energy, it's made all sparkly and it's sent down into your body, your cells, your organs, your chakras, all of your energy field. And then give your miraculous self permission to fill any space that's still left with earth and universal energies that support you now in your next steps in life. Earth and universal energies are kind of like food. You can use them. They're not like another person's energy. You can let your entire body and energy field be filled with either your essence or supportive earth and universal energy. Okay, and then uh, stomp your feet a little bit. And if you take your right hand, start patting the left side of your body, your right hand. It'll help you integrate. And energies are coming in now to help you process and integrate what you did. And then you take your left hand and pat the right side of your body. And then it's good to drink water later. And so that process is really simple. You just imagine you have a vacuum and you imagine it's connected into the earth and let the earth vacuum out. And you're guided by your miraculous self, just vacuum out any energies it wants to release. And then you fill back up. Wow. <laughs> it's a fun little thing, isn't it? Wow, that was some experience. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, I've done similar things, uh, but that was very cool. <laughs> I mean, I got a great imagination, which is an awesome thing. Yeah. And it went to work. And boy, I really was having an experience. It was, I wasn't just saying it, man. I was feeling things. I was, and I didn't, I avoided any intellectuals, you know, any intellectualization. Yeah. I just let things happen. Yeah. And right. boy, it was very cool. Yeah, I, I love that little process. <laughs> and and by the way, if people, if, if you you can wake ah. up in the morning, you can take two minutes and do it. It doesn't have to take long. You can just. That was about what? That was up. about 12 minutes, I guess. I'm guessing 13 minutes. I think so. But you can and, do it about, you can contract that to about two. Oh, yeah. A lot of times. I'll, I'll wake up in the morning, hit this news button, and then I'll just do it while I'm still in bed or get up and do it and fill up. And um, yeah, you can do it in a couple of minutes. I mean, depending, you can take more time if you want, but two, three minutes, you can do it. Yeah, that was I mean, you do a really good job. Yeah, That was great. Thank you so much for that. Oh, you're very well. I'm glad you liked it. I, I love it. I think it's, and, and that's kind of the Please. essence of energetic NLP. How can we do it in a way that's fun, simple, easy? And that's the miraculous self with the vacuum. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. All right, we're going to have our last break and our final segment right after that. And we'll, we'll, you know, we'll have probably one question, then we'll have your final remarks and your goodbyes. And the boy, I've been having a great time. And so uh, you know, this, we're going a little bit over time, but when it's really good, you let it flow. And that was, and, and I've never allowed a guest to, bring us to uh, an experience and a, and a demonstration. Oh. And uh, I'm so glad to finally have oh, yeah. done that with you because that was, that was great for me. And I'm already, I feel a little bit high right now, quite frankly. And I'm, yeah. 20, I'm yeah. 20 years clean and sober. 
Yeah, and, and, and we should let people know. Yeah, it can, it can leave you feeling kind of, oh, you know, which is fine. It's, it's just because you're processing. All right, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with the final yeah. segment with Art Geyser. This episode of Self Help Coaching is brought to you by Perficio. What if you could get the results of being coached without a human coach? What if a computer could coach you? Visit www.perficio.io. That's P E R F I C I O.io, where you can get coached without scrutiny, judgment, or pressure. Listening to the Self Help Coaching Podcast with Art Geyser and Energetic NLP. He just brought us through an incredible demonstration. Uh, it was, oh, I'm still a little bit tingly. Fantastic. If you didn't get to listen to it now, listen to it later when you have the atmosphere for that. It was fantastic. And I'm going to do, I'm going to take his advice. I'm going to do it again, the short version in the morning and elsewhere, because that, that was very cool. And I sense that it's, the more I do it, the more I'll get out of it. Uh, so thank you very much for that, Art. And I'll just say real quick, um, it can be done like when you first get up in the morning. And I, I'm one of those people I wake up like, uh, but if I do that, then it's like, hello, world. And then if you do it before you go to sleep, you'll, you'll get more rest. You'll sleep better. Wow. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. I'm going to try that as well. Thank you. Okay. So the final question is, what is whole being permission and why is it critically important to success and happiness? Yeah, so I, I briefly referred to it before. So I realized when people would talk about permission, they were only talking about conscious permission. And when I'd be working with people, sometimes they would be giving wholehearted conscious permission, but I would just feel like there's still no permission. So I realized permission comes from the different aspects of the self. So there's the spirit, the soul, which if I had more time, I'd go into the difference between the two, but spirit, soul, then your conscious mind, then the various parts of your unconscious mind, then your body, because it has its own agendas and wants and needs. And then, so there's the, the spirit, the soul, the conscious mind, unconscious mind and body need to be in alignment and all giving permission. And then your karmic field has to allow it and your spiritual contracts have to allow it. So in energetic NLP programs, we work with all of those and get them in alignment. And then, and then when they're in alignment, you have whole being permission. In any aspect of people's lives that, that aren't going well, most likely they don't have whole being permission or where they feel plateaued, they don't have permission to go to the next level. So getting in alignment, getting this congruence is a necessary yeah. thing otherwise you're going to get sabotage or you know you're not going well, to get like a chariot going. where you've got a number of horses in there one wants to go this way and one wants to go that way and one wants so they trip each other up <laughs> right gotcha we want them all running in the same direction very good all right let's let's uh get right to the end here uh art you've been fantastic uh i really really thoroughly enjoyed meeting you and this this discussion and the uh the, the demonstration the process um you got any final remarks um can i mention a, a mini course that i have that's please free. please so if people go to blockbuster one word and then number seven lucky seven.com so blockbuster seven.com i have a, a mini course it's four videos 
and in it, people will clear unconscious and energetic programming that interferes with having a miraculous life. And it's actually, I've, I've only, um, only finished it about a week or so ago. And he says modestly, it's been getting rave reviews from people. So I'm really, really happy. It's free. Again, blockbuster7.com. Yes, you'll be on my mailing list. And yes, you can unsubscribe anytime you want, though most people don't. <laughs> and, um, but I, I, I'm really proud of it. It's, it's a lot, it's really powerful. Like if somebody would tell me that yesterday, she goes, that shouldn't be free. You should be charging for that. <laughs> I went, well, maybe someday, but right now it's free. <laughs> that sounds really cool. So uh, go to uh, get your free gift uh, and give the address again once more, please, Art. Yeah, it's the word blockbuster is one word. That's C-K, block, C-K, block. B-L-O-C-K, then B-U-S-T-E-R. Um, and then the number seven, lucky7.com. Dot com. Uh, for Art's free gift. And also you have a website, is that energeticnlp.com? Yes, energeticnlp.com. Love it for people to come there. And, and also, I number, I do a lot of, um, and then you can find me on Facebook. I mean, well, I think there is one other Art Geyser who's a kid in Argentina or something. But you have to get rid of him. Yes. But if you look <laughs> up Energetic NLP, you'll, you'll definitely get that page or you can look up me. Yeah, I thought about if I should, if I should do something to him, but no. <laughs> I've had that thought too. I've threatened other Tony Petrosas, but then I, I got away from that. <laughs> they can He's only be one. Party. Uh, and you also have another website, changetheworldfromyourlivingroom.com. Yeah, that's um, a meditation I do periodically. It's a, a world meditation to help people all over the world. But then at the end of it, everybody gets a really powerful individual clearing and healing. And I do it that way because, I, you know, the, the kind of old age ideas where, oh, it's only noble if you sacrifice. And I'm not judging that as an old idea, but I don't, I'd like to live in a world where um, when people are doing good, they enjoy it. They may even make money, but they at least enjoy it. So um, I like to put it together. First, we do a meditation to help people all over the world. Then the meditation is to help you. And I, and I, that's the kind of world I want. Of course, you know, I'm not saying at times we don't have to make sacrifices, but there's so much programming that sacrifices are noble and better. I mean, I, I learned recently, apparently Mother Teresa was really deeply unhappy a lot of the time. And it's like, well, what a shame. I mean, here she's doing this beautiful work and, and um, what a shame that, she wasn't able to do it from a place, and, and it did give her joy, but in between that, apparently she was deeply depressed and unhappy, and, and I want to create a world where when people are doing good, when possible, they feel really good, and they enjoy it, and their lives are enriched from it. And that's the world I, I want us to be in. That's two of us, sir. Very good. Yeah. And you, you, all your social media, of course, is listed on, on the website and the podcast. Yeah. So people can check you out. But I, I strongly encourage them to go get the free gift at Blockbuster 7. Uh, what is it again? One more time, Mark, because I really want them to Blockbuster do Blockbuster 7, the, the numeral 7, blockbuster7.com. Right. And if, if you forget it, and if you Google Art Geyser Energetic NLP, I'm easy to find. Art, you have been a wonderful guest. Guest, I truly appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. Uh, and uh, I hope to uh, 
have you back or, or, or something because uh, this is really good stuff. I, it's well, I love it. And I want to say, I, I so appreciate the heart and the intelligence you put into it. And your, um, uh, I think this is a wonderful podcast. So I'm honored to be on it. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, and remember everyone, uh, every one of us is responsible for ourselves and we can all use some help. And with that, Tony out. Art, thank you very much. Bye, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Self-Help Coaching Podcast, where insights, attitudes, and methods for success get illuminated. Learn what leaders and change workers have done and are doing now to create magnificent futures. Remember to visit our website at self-helpcoaching.com and enjoy even more great episodes like this one. Again, while you're here, subscribe to us via your favorite network. We look forward to seeing you next time on the Self-Help Coaching Podcast.